friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Hey, everybody. What's up? (laughs) Welcome back. I know, I've missed you. I've missed this. I've missed you guys. Mella and I are painting painting the apartment. Oh, finally. What what color did you decide on? We're doing um, shark gray. (laughs) I'm saying on themes. We love themes, dude. Have you been watching anything? <laughs> yes. I saw um, Pieces of a Woman. Mm, how was it? Girl. Let me tell you, you need to be in a, in a, an okay mood to watch this movie. Yeah. Is it like brutal? What is, I don't even um, think I know about it. I don't really want to say anything about it. Right. Because I didn't really know much about it. I kind of knew like the most basic of the basic part of it, of the plot. And I was still like really anxious. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is her name, right? Yes. Vanessa Kirby. Um, I hadn't seen her in anything. And she is fucking phenomenal. She's that kind of actress that you watch and you're like, I want to be able to do that Mm -hmm. even in real life. Like whatever you're doing, I want it. She just has this, I guess the word is poise. I don't know. She doesn't really have a lot to say in the film, but everything Mm -hmm. when she does say it, there's like such a purpose. And I think it's also her speaking voice. She, she kind of not reminds me looks or anything, but Florence Pugh also has something to like this deep voice of hers. And it just makes you listen no matter what she's saying. They're very similar to me. Lacey and I finally started and quickly finished Queen's Gambit over our little break. What did you think? I fucking loved every second of it. It's so good. I can't recommend it to enough people. I guess I regret recommending Rashawn to it because he told me privately that he hated it. Don't start <laughs> shit, Josh. I could I'll pull up I'll pull up the group chat right now. <laughs> pull up. Yeah. Show me where I said I hated it better. I said, you hate it, don't you? And you responded with a smiley face. <laughs> the upside down one. So you know it was a yes. Did you finish it though, Rashawn? I yes, I did. And you must have hated it a bunch Are you then. Sure. Can, can we like be friends before? <laughs> This is pent up. It is super pent up. Jumping right. I said I didn't like it, (gasps) and I stand by that. Even the episodes with Ms. Anya, Anya Taylor Joy Thomason. Yes, I, 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 I acknowledge and respect that it is well done, well acted, well made. I didn't like it. That's Imperator Furiosa to you. Uh, I acknowledge the one and only Miss Charlize Theron. Too bad, because it's coming. Start this bullshit with me. It's coming. I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. Is that possible? I didn't, yeah, that's what, possible. What did you not like about it? What was, how did, because that confuses me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but I want an explanation. <laughs> It's, it was a little, it's a little dry for me. It's a little dry. Okay. What well, could have been that. the lemon juice or the seasoning, whatever. If somebody had pulled out some guns and like. What, what the hell? As soon as she, she knocks over their queen. Dude, we like, are not, that's not next, the show. He next wants Queen's game. Gambit directed by Quentin Tarantino. Right. <laughs> that's not what you signed up for. I'm totally kidding. I, I was with the you know who I loved more than anything out of the entire project was um Mariel Heller. 
She is. She plays her mother. Mm-hmm. She also directed like your favorite movie ever, Josh. Your favorite perf- your favorite performance. Gotta be more specific. The old guard. She directed. Uh, Can you ever forgive me? No way. I had no fucking mm-hmm. idea. Come on. Yeah. The old uh, guard. She- what? The- <laughs> 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 Just trying to tie it all back. Uh, also, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. She's incredible. But Yo. as an actress, I was completely taken with her and the character and their relationship is so different and weird and and prickly but it's it's at the in the end it kind of breaks your heart mm-hmm. um it's it's one of the most yeah. complex supporting characters i've seen in a mm-hmm. long long time mm-hmm. and yeah I, I don't know it was just it was a little dry for me y'all Well, you know what? I'm proud of you for watching the whole thing because I thought you were going to quit after like episode one. You don't want to have this conversation with me, Carmela? (laughs) I know. This conversation. What you're going to say? What do you think? Where do I start? Lacey, what movie are we doing today? (laughs) You can't. No! (laughs) No! You said you wanted to fight. Pull up. I said I'm going to get to it. Didn't I say this two episodes ago? I have a list. A year ago? <laughs> it wasn't a year ago. What do you think? I guess we Wait, have to be more specific because what are you talking about? <laughs> Aren't y'all talking about Watchmen? Yes. Sure. Okay. Or Zodiac. I said, that's that's a I that's have... a problem, Carmel. <laughs> I know. Zodiac, it's coming soon because I just watched um Prisoners again. And I was like, damn, this shit is. She's so rewatching. Shit. I have I okay, I went home two weeks ago and I there's certain movies that you can watch with your family and you can't. My family is not like a super cinema type of family. We gotta put on like you comedies or high action. Thirty so- seconds ago <laughs> that you rewatched prisoners. <laughs> the the holly jolly time that is prisoners. It's high action. So is Zodiac. Do you you think Zodiac is just someone in a puzzle trying to solve a like, or someone in a room trying to solve a puzzle? I I can't even talk right now. I couldn't risk it. I couldn't risk it. I couldn't put this on and then have everyone be like, this is garbage. I had to just put on a sherbet. Unbelievable. (laughs) Had they seen Prisoners before? No. Well, then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> because I knew it was a good movie. So I was like, y'all are going to And love we're this. telling you Zodiac is a good movie. Lacey, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, you guys tell me. We're already fighting. So what else What else are we going to fight about today? Lacey. Well, Lacey. Oh, no. Don't. What? <laughs> what? That's a bad sign when you both chime in. <laughs> it's not. I thought I had watched... But really remember that I hadn't watched (laughs) the 1975 classic that is Jaws. Yeah. She said, let me give you a little theme song. (laughs) Let me give you a a hint. I know Rashawn usually plays the themes, but you don't need to do that this time. (laughs) Uh -uh. You're only going to use my voice. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution. Without change, without passion, and without logic, it lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. This is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. Okay, so Jaws is a 1975 thriller about a small beach town under attack by a giant great white shark. New to the town, Police Chief Brody assembles a ragtag team of Hooper, a young oceanographer, and Quint, 
a seasoned shark hunter with a dark past to take on the underwater monster. Jaws is based on the book by Peter Benchley, who also collaborated on the screenplay. It's directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw, and Lorraine Gary. This movie is like my family's like go-to, which Josh was really surprised to find out. Like Jaws for my family is like, what's a good, like, we all like it. It's good to have on. There are moments that all of us connect to. Like, let's throw this on. Tried and true. Jaws is our movie. Um, that is very surprising, yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. like, always on in our house. And it's still something that we, like, go to. If, we ha- if we're, like, you know, sitting around, nothing to do. Like, that's the movie we'll put on and watch together. It's, it's uh I don't know. It's it's definitely not a warm and fuzzy movie, but it's something that we all like there's suspense, there's like friendship, there's adventure, there's gore, there's you know, the the relationships of all the people in the small town. We also like love the beach. We love like that small town beachy life. So yeah, this movie I I love this movie. I grew up I'm pretty sure this is like the first scary movie that I ever saw. And it just, it's amazing. This movie's amazing. And I will not hear anything else about it. Would you consider this a family flick? I know you watched it with your family, but your family aside, would this be considered a family flick? You know, I don't know because... Like, we watched it together, and, like, now especially, it's been so long, you know, it was 1975 to now, 2021. Like, it's an older movie. <laughs> this is something I was going to bring up later, but I'm going to bring it up now. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Josh about, like, why I feel like this movie still stands up and why it's still so good, even with the time difference and the advancements we've had in technology and in film. Like you could show this to a young person today and it would still be absolutely terrifying to them. Like coming from someone who works with kids, if you showed them this movie, it would still be absolutely terrifying. Like they'd Mm -hmm. never go to the beach again. Um, Go ahead. Yes. In what world is this a family film? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because my family watched it well, together. it's rated pg so like when that first came on the screen i was like oh okay and even Rashawn was like this is pg what the fuck how the fuck did it get away with a pg rating that's actually astonishing with the amount of blood and gore and yeah i thought it was r i just assumed it was r wait what it's crazy it is yeah I mean, it's, I would say at least PG-13. At least. Yeah. But different times, you know, maybe back then they could handle more, you know? There was also a lot of, like, uh, concern and worry about how the film would do as far as box office. Um, Steven Spielberg anticipated this being a Godzilla-like movie. Like, that's how he framed it in his head when this all started out. Like, there was going to be a lot more shark a lot more violence, a lot more, like, you seen everything happening. And then on the first day that they went out to use the shark, the shark sank to the bottom of the ocean. And he had to go back, and he was like, I have to completely rethink this film and rethink how I want to do it. There's a really great documentary. I think it's on the DVD, but it's also completely on YouTube for free. Interviews with Steven and the cast and the writers and the producers – it's really fascinating that the movie is not at all what they set out to make, <laughs> but because it's not, it became this iconic film that it is. I wonder what it would have been like with their original blueprints. Right? Yeah. That was fascinating to me because I think a huge reason why this movie works so well is because you don't see the shark. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. as scary as it is because you don't, know where it is for the longest time you don't know what it looks like you don't know how big it is 
You don't know who it's going to choose. All of those shots of just the legs and the limbs underwater and it passing by different people right. in the water. Like, you don't know who the victim's going to be, what it's looking for. I think it's brilliant. Okay. But. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. I think it's probably the best. It's held up the best out of all the classics we've picked. Mm-hmm. It holds up the best. But I have a huge problem with a very specific part of it. All right, let's go. <laughs> the casting, not Brody, Quint, Hooper, um, Brody, or the mayor. The guy who plays the mayor is fantastic. He's A1 cinema villain. I am talking about all of the parental figures in this. There is not a parent in this movie that is under 55 years old. Wait, that's your beef with this movie? Yes. It drove me fucking crazy. He pointed it out while we were watching it. And I was like, I don't know. For me, I just accepted as a kid. And like, even now, I was like, oh, I guess they're the grandparents, like visiting the grandparents for the weekend. I did have that thought because when they have, um, I think her name is Miss Kintner. Kintner? Um, she's owed, owed. And that. Her husband is a dinosaur. I'm like, (laughs) we don't know that was her husband. That might have been her dad or uncle. But I guess I just chalked it up to different times. Like, that's literally what I chalked it up to. Different times? What do you mean? Like, yeah. No. Like, I feel like movies now, you see a lot more younger parents, age appropriate parents. I don't know. Like maybe I don't I don't want to sound ageist, but it, it's, it, it's 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 veering there. It, I know it's veering. Yeah. I'm saying one or two is fine. Every single parent in this movie was at least 60 years old. <laughs> Roy Scheider though and and uh Lorraine Gary weren't. Yeah, they're... They were very appropriately like 30s, 40s. Yes. They are the only ones, which that's fine. I need it addressed. <laughs> I, it's very, it's very loud. That has to be intentional. It has to be. I mean, they're, the way everybody was looking. They're stubborn, not like they don't want to listen. They're set in their ways. This is the place that they come to every summer to lay on the beach and let their kids go run un- unsupervised. The only 20 to 35-year-olds in this entire movie are either Richard Dreyfus or Shark Food. That's literally it. There's the, the, the group of young people at the beginning, and they, that's even debatable. They could be like 20 years old. There, there's not a single 30-year-old in this entire movie, which is, again, fine. I need it explained. I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> but you know what? That takes it away from... if If half of the cast or the main cast had been in their 20s or 30s i feel like that makes it a different movie that makes it like a a young slasher film like these are all adults dealing with a very adult situation and i don't think you would see a bunch of 20 year old parents in that meeting hoping for the beach to be open like these are older people like middle-aged people saying you know give us what we give us what we want we want our beach open you know and they're that's fair i'll take that (laughs) so then i will i but i'm going i'll give you most of that but i'm dying on the hill that mr mrs kinter maybe you should have been a little younger she's fantastic she's great she is that confrontation scene is fantastic and i'm not she this is not because of her performance at all josh don't like old people I don't. <laughs> There's actually, I read a really, I read two really awesome things about Lee Fierro, who plays Mrs. Kintner. One was that she could not fake slap for the life of her. It, it sounds just, It did not read at all on screen. So Roy Scheider said, all right, just hit me. It's fine. Just hit me. He, she hit him 17 times. They did 17 Jesus. takes of that. And in one, she hit him so hard that his glasses fell off. 
I mean, she's got that cannon of a 30-year-old. Shit. <laughs> what? What does the movie gain from a younger cast? Tell me. I'm not saying a younger cast. I'm saying give me a parent. Why? And not a grandparent. You have two as <laughs> the main cast. This is a very strange hill for you to die on, Joshua. <laughs> maybe, you know what it is also? I also do think that maybe they just look older, that they aren't necessarily older. You know, yeah. maybe it's that. Maybe they just, maybe they're staying out in the sun too long and they're getting a little leathery. Yeah, there were some leather backs up in that beach for sure. <laughs> Again, it has nothing to do with her performances. They all crush it. It was distracting. This is such an oddly shaped tree for you to die on. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> but do you want to know why? It's because I fucking love this movie. Oh. The pacing for a 1975 thriller is unmatched. Halloween could never. The See what action, you're not about to do, bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, unprovoked, unnecessary Rishon, shit. Rishon. Ooh, am I wrong? Why did you do that, Josh? Why did you do Mella, that, Mella? Yes, you're wrong. Is this movie paced better than Halloween? Listen, I have to live with him. I think <laughs> so. You're not gonna bring me in right now. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm stay. I'm staying on the ropes. Speak up. I'm staying on Speak the ropes up. for this. Speak one. up. Oh, I think they're. I think they're paced similarly girl no <laughs> yes go. they are no no because this one i didn't fall asleep in a little bit congratulations <laughs> welcome to watching movies <laughs> <laughs> halloween <laughs> i can't believe we're about to do this y'all not Hallow- gonna fucking bait me into this argument y'all i didn't halloween is a little slow anybody <laughs> I'm just Brody throwing out chum into the water right now, boy. <laughs> well, I'm Bruce. I might be broken, but I'm a fucking shark in the water, man. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Why did you do this? Why did you do this? He was sitting on it. Yeah, I was. Uh, look, I need to... Here's my thing. Is This our first, this is our first Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. So take a director like Tarantino. Tarantino is renowned for his style. Like this, that's a tar- you can watch it. That's a Tarantino movie. Same with Martin Scorsese. Same with Spike Lee. I think the movie as we know it, this sort of ABC hero's journey, like the structure of a movie. I think that is a Spielberg movie. I think Spielberg has mastered the art of the traditional movie. And he may not be people's favorites, but I think Steven Spielberg is the best director of all time. What? I mean, have it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's making big swings today. Big swings. I, I really feel, though, I agree with you on a lot of that Josh I agree that like a lot of movies especially nowadays directors are really like showing their voice and their art through their films and I feel like Steven Spielberg is very much the people's director like hell yeah when you watch his films you pretty much know exactly what you're gonna get going into it there's you know what I mean and that is an art form in and of itself um, but it's his films are for the everyman. His I think. films are for the everyman, and every man loves his films. Let's go. I didn't say that. I just, <laughs> okay, Mr. Spielberg, if you're looking for a new PR rep, don't hire Josh. <laughs> Josh has got you. I'll just I'll I'll make a LinkedIn account. You can. I, I think he's good. Rashawn, you haven't said too awful lot about this movie yet, though. Before I could even speak, (laughs) I think that this is the best movie we've reviewed so far. I think it's. Oh Oh, my god! I mean, I've seen Jaws so many times over the past however many twenty years that I've been alive. And um, 
motherfucker was at the red carpet. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was in the shark suit, passing out swag bags. It's just a perfectly constructed. I don't think it's perfectly written, but that's fine. But I think it's a perfectly constructed, extremely well directed movie that is just like a movie. I mean, there's a reason that it it is the first blockbuster. You know, it's just an entertaining, thrilling, absolutely well-made movie. Um, And I'm not going to take shots at anybody else's favorite movies to prove my point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so pleasantly surprised by that response. My goodness. Did you think I was not going to like this movie? I just am always assuming that you and Mel are going to come in and hate whatever movie. Because <laughs> that's, that's our track record so far. <laughs> I have come for one movie on this ep- on this show as a bad movie. That is it. One movie. Okay, as a bad movie. You have come for every single one of my movies. <laughs> that is not true, Lacey. That is, is not true. true for Sean. <laughs> it's true. Don't make me yell. Well... Well, today's the day. Jaws. I love Jaws. Oh, that makes me so happy. I think it has some of the, and you know I love horror films. I think it has some of the most terrifying sequences ever put to film. And most of those sequences don't involve the actual shark. Like You don't see it. The scene with the two men on the dock and Mm. in the middle of the night. I mean, it's like my favorite scene in the whole movie and it's just chilling it's so 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 good i may be wrong on this i'll double check and let you know but i'm pretty sure that's the scene that steven spielberg wanted to start the movie with Mm. um that's interesting yeah i'm pretty sure that or it was the screenwriters it was one of the two that was like initially pitched as like the opening sequence of the film wait you can see her titties in this movie and it got pg I think they got by because it's so dark. You don't, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that's the whole thing with American films is you can show someone's head getting cut off, but God forbid you see a nipple. Well, it's also, <laughs> there's no, there's no insinuated sex. I oh. think that's what pushes mm. it. So bring like, the whole family. It's <laughs> a family fucking film, dude. Show your kids. This family film's got everything. It's got nipples. <laughs> it's got the inside of people's bodies and it's got but there's raging no sex. alcoholism sex is what pushes it that's yeah. interesting but like people did take their kids to see this my mom was five years old at the time when this came out and that she went to see this in theaters with her sisters and her parents and it scared her so badly that she wouldn't take a bath because she thought jaws was going to come up the drain and eat her in her bath dude i can see how this movie, especially coming out in the seventies, could give people a lifelong fear of the ocean and or sharks. One hundred percent, absolutely. I don't swim in the deep part of the pool because there are sharks nope. there. <laughs> there are sharks there, Rashawn. There are I know there. It's true. I've seen them. <laughs> I used to. My grandparents have a pool in their backyard, and I literally at nighttime I'd like walk around the rim of it. I in the deep end, like I know you're in there. I know you're I know, in there. I know you're down there. You're not gonna get me, motherfucker. <laughs> Y'all are weird. <laughs> this was actually last year. This was not like when I was. <laughs> this was not. This was yeah. Recent. I also want to bring up. I think this movie has one of the best monologues in film history as well. I think Quint's one take monologue about the USS Indiana Indianapolis 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 is fucking incredible I I don't know what else to say about it it's just like it's it's like film monologue perfection it may not be entirely realistic in real life someone maybe would have interrupted whatever whatever but in terms of like like Lacey said where yes it's you know it's a movie so in terms of a movie monologue I think it's flawless I I buy the unbroken monologue yeah. because it's earned when mm-hmm. they're topping each other with the scars and the stories and then he has the ultimate story and the ultimate experience and the the boat just kind of goes quiet and he has the floor and he takes it and it's just very measured and and 
so well done. I read a lot about that monologue. Robert Shaw was an absolute genius. He was not nice to Richard Dreyfus. They like butted yeah, heads throughout the whole shooting experience. I don't know about him as a person overall. But the first time they went to film that scene in that monologue, he wanted to be belligerent drunk because the characters were belligerent drunk and they did not get a single frame that they could have possibly used for the movie and he was humiliated and distressed about it. So he called Steven Spielberg very soon after filming that and realizing he fucked up bad and asked for one more chance to do it right. And he showed up stone cold sober and he did it in one take, which is mind boggling to me. And he also has writing credit on that monologue. The writers, Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb, were really at odds about how to write that monologue and went back and forth a lot. And Robert Shaw asked if he could take a stab at it and brought them most of it. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly what it needs to be. When you when I think of Jaws, yes, I think of all the underwater stuff, but like that scene sticks out to me so much. And I, I think that's partly because of my family and my experience with it. That monologue resonates very deeply with my dad. He can quote it start to finish without stopping. Um, and he he will recite it for you because he's he loves it so much and he connects with it so much. Um but it just, it's beautiful work. Like all of it cinematically, writing, performing, cinematography, direction. It's all just, mwah, shelf, sh- shelf's kiss, my God. Shark's kiss. Shark's kiss. Yeah, shark tail. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think this movie could be made for the first time today in 2021. I think it would when I was watching it, so it was like my first time, it's something that I thought I had seen, but as I was watching it, I was like, I think my family watched it and just the thought of it scared me. So I never sat down to watch it. So I thought that it was going to be a lot more of just like people just getting annihilated by the shark. I didn't know that most of the movie was going to be on the boat, which is great. That's what shark movies are today. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. and I feel like if it was made in 2021, it would be this like huge, just like, it is a huge shark, but it would have just been like this massive mechanical grotesque shark that is ridiculous and unbelievable. And everybody on the boat would have been fucking hot. And like, there would have been shots of like, girls running and their tits bouncing like just weird shit that we're like what is this for they you made know? that movie like three years ago which one sharknado no megalodon right with that's it's not which i actually saw meg and i <laughs> i don't hate yeah, meg. That's what it, it's yeah. not bad but that's the i mean it's a huge shark with hot people on a submarine like what it would be more like piranha 3d is what that's the thing. I think a movie like this now doesn't get made because of the practical effects. Like, this movie would just be a CGI shark. That's all that's being mm-hmm. done now is these CGI monsters. Even now, when it pops out of the water to grab the chum, that mm-hmm. stupid mechanical head that gave them so much trouble throughout the process, like, it's still terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Because it's actually there. I mean, it's the comparison between the old Jurassic Parks and the Jurassic Worlds. Mm-hmm. Or not even Jurassic Worlds. It's the, the original Jurassic Parks versus like Jurassic Park 3 or whatever. Once they start getting CGI heavier, no, they, they get worse. I mean, yeah. if, if this movie were made today and it, it was still the same movie, it was slow, kind of methodical, you didn't really see the monster, it was more character-based... And it took its time. It would come out today. It'd be called The Witch, and you guys would hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Not me. I'll see you guys later. This okay. Bitch. Later. That was good. He's holding Game grudges. recognized game. <laughs> yeah. <Obviously. laughs> that was a journey. 
there's a part in this movie that I had forgotten started in this movie. It's been parodied so many times in TV shows, movies, memes, whatever. I'd forgotten this was kind of the origin of it when you first meet Quint at the, like the, the town hall meeting and he's running his fingernails down the chalkboard. I almost started laughing. Then I was like, wait, no, this was this was the this is where that came from. We love a trendsetter named Steven. <laughs> There's like, this movie was recommended to me by my cousin, Nikki. Shout out, Shouts Nikki. Shouts out. Hey. What up, Nikki? And I like was very intimidated to bring it to the pod because there is so much trivia and so much information because this movie was such an iconic thing. Like it still is. It still resonates today. But there are so many like little tidbits. I was so afraid that I would miss like something. So sorry, I'm not going to hit all of your favorite trivia's throughout. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a two-hour podcast about Jaws, right? On Jaws. Send your hate mail to when cinephiles attack at gmail dot. <laughs> uh, CC or re Lacy. Like, <laughs> yeah, point please. me out at the worry. top. But there, the, some of the really cool like bits of trivia that stood out to me that I want to share. One, the prop arm at the beginning when they find the body of the swimmer from the beginning. With the um, rings on it. With the rings and everything and the crabs crawling all around it. Steven Spielberg thought that it looked too fake, the one that they had. So they buried a crew member, a female crew member, and that's her arm sticking up out of the sand for the shot. Which I thought was really cool. The shooting stars that you see, there are two shooting stars in the film. And I turned to Josh while I was watching it, and I was like, do you think they, like, edited that in? And we okay. looked it up. Yeah. They were real. I was tripping. I was like, what was that? And yeah. it was just a real shooting star. That's fucking cool. Apparently, yeah. Steven Spielberg has gone on to add fake shooting stars in a bunch of his movies. Really? Like, sort of because of that. That's really That's cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. The iconic line from the film, like... I think the one everyone knows, you're going to need a bigger boat. It was an ad lib by Roy Scheider. Yes, Rob. Nope, Nope, Roy. You're thinking of Rob Schneider. It's Roy. (laughs) They look alike, right? Her favorite. How dare you (laughs) compare Roy Scheider to Rob Schneider? I mean that was those were the three big ones for me. Mm-hmm. Those were the really cool like little tidbits I saw. I mean this movie made history. This was the first blockbuster grossing over a hundred million dollars. Like I have one little one little Oh Why here you we sitting are sitting on it. Let's go. Yes. Come on. She set me up. Okay. So the 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 shark little theme song, a classic. Mm. We love it. We know it. Even if you haven't seen the movie. The shark little theme song. <laughs> but when they're on the boat and they are finally capturing Bruce, I don't think the music fits. And I'm not talking about the dunna, dunna. It's like a... There's like a, a song behind it that just sounds like very wonderful. It's in there's like a major key back note to it that I I think I know what you're talking about and I can understand that complaint for sure. And it just it just seems a little bit more like you know the song in Titanic when everything's going smooth and they think we're out to sea and you feel like a sense of wonder. It kind of seems like that same type of music where everything's going great, but the thing is in Jaws, one person has already died. <laughs> And we're trying to fucking attack this shark. And it just kind of took me out of it for a minute. I wish there was like more of a, I don't know, some type of, I don't even know, just like a darker sound to it. Yeah, like a menacing sound. I I think that it works because the, what brings the three men to the boat to that moment. And I know Quint's probably, Quint's dead at this point, right? Yeah. What you're, the one you're talking about. And I think what brings them to the bow and the joint goal that they have of, of finding the shark and killing it is 
there's a sense of adventure for them. Mm-hmm. Even reluctantly, Brody is there on the boat, and and for the three of them at this moment, this is like the best, the peak of of their life. You know, like they are there united for a common goal. And yes, it's a killer shark, but they're on a boat and they're tracking it with barrels, and the the sun the sun is high, and it just feels like that sense of wonderment and adventure that Spielberg always does and this is the start of it so I think that part of the score that John Williams did is kind of tapping into that where you kind of forget about the the mutilations and the swallowing people whole and and it's like yeah these guys are it's Moby Dick you know they're on a they're on a boat and they're going after this monster and it's it's kind of fun for them at the moment so I think that's what that piece of music does really well and he won the oscar for best original score so you're wrong oh my god (laughs) (laughs) see i'm not gonna say it's bad music like listening to it if i was in line at universal about to ride jaws i would be like yes let's (laughs) listen to this this tune but while i'm watching this shark that just fucked up quint and ate ate him I don't want to hear like just some nice little chimes in the back. But what I really like is that Quince is silent. You just hear him screaming and the water and the boat breaking. Like that's I that's why I think I'm okay with it because Quince's death is so brutal and awful and you know that this is like the worst possible way he could have gone and it's happening and you're right there with him there's nothing undercutting it or underplaying it so I think too that we need that levity afterwards so that this ends as like a victorious okay but we did kill the monster we can swim back to shore safely like we need that uplifting I don't I don't think he needed to die. Like I, Quint? I, yeah. No, he needed to die. He didn't. He was on and a the, suicide mission the entire movie. He was on a suicide mission know, just, from USS Indianapolis yeah. on. I mean, it just he, didn't run me right. He wants to like, die. He needed, That's he needed a. He needed a, a W. Like damn. I think that that means they did their job right. I if guess you, so. If yeah. You really didn't want mm-hmm. him to die. Yeah. yeah. That's what. That's why he said no life jackets. He doesn't yeah. ever. He wants to die. I will say, I kind of agree with Mel, but I think that's something that Spielberg and Williams together, and Williams on his own, but especially the pair of them, they tell you what you're watching with their music before you realize what you're watching. Mm-hmm. At first, I had the same issue at first when Hooper is exploring the crashed ship and he finds the face and the tooth. That scene too. There's not. It would be the perfect time for just the Jaws notes, but you don't get that. It, it's sort of a whimsical, like an exploratory, adventuring tune, and they're telling you that like Hooper's gonna be okay. This is exciting for him. He's found something. But if they just had the Jaws theme under it or something menacing, you'd be scared he's gonna die. And and he's the main character, and of course he can't die. Whatever, whatever. So Williams and Spielberg are kind of telling you what you're about to see before you see it, before you realize what's happening with that music. Hooper was actually supposed to die. Really? Mm. He was. There was, there's a moment when they put him in the shark cage and lower him down into the water. And they shot this sequence in Australia, I believe. And they had an actual shark attack the cage. And when they got the shot and saw the finished shot was not in the cage anymore. And so once they saw that, Steven kind of redirected and that's why you see him kind of the shot of him hiding behind the coral reef. And they said, okay, he can escape. But he was initially supposed to die in the shark cage. That's interesting that it wasn't from like Richard Dreyfuss's agent or popularity or anything. It was just because this dummy was slick and gave a shark the deuces. (laughs) <laughs> and it, like, works for his character, too, because he's, like, bumbling and kind of cowardice, kind of brave. Like, so him – at first I was, like, when he starts swimming downward, I'm, like, you idiot, go up. Go back to the boat. And then I was, like, no, this totally makes sense for his character to, like, go and crouch and hide until 
he has a clear shot. Yeah, but it was actually he was supposed to not survive, which is why he's absent from that whole finale. Because mm, I thought he was dead. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's also why he couldn't swim to the surface because if he swam to the surface, you would have seen him here. You would have interacted. So that's another W that's for the thing, Spielberg. Like the Come fact on. that this movie turned out so incredible and it was all like steven spielberg flying by the seat of his pants and like having to make justifications along the way for why things were happening i mean it's just it's amazing to me there's no reason this movie should have turned out as well as it did (laughs) no (laughs) and he he acknowledges it this is his second movie and he said i was young i was overconfident and if you know an older me I would have taken a tank in North Hollywood and I wouldn't have tried to shoot in the mm-hmm. Atlantic Ocean. But I was young. I was I was cocky. I thought I could, you know, conquer the elements and shoot this film no matter what. And he did. You know, <laughs> he ended up doing making a classic out of his many classics. But it's, it's really fascinating. Wow, I am really pleasantly surprised. I am. A little offended that you thought I would hate this. I just assume both of you are gonna hate everything I bring it was to the yours? table. <laughs> no, because of anxiety. Let's let's. <laughs> I it have here. mental illness. <laughs> okay, do you guys want to play a game? Yeah. Yes. Always. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. All right, we're going to find out which one of you will survive a shark attack. Okay, I'm not going to keep going. I was, but that's too much. It it started off a little pitchy, yeah. Joshua! Oh, Oh. Okay, it's two so notes. Joshua it's two dies, notes. and we're going to go with Rashawn and Mella, who right. survives the shark attack. Great. So I'm going to ask you multiple choice questions. You give me your answers. We'll see who survives. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to stick with one order throughout. Okay. okay. I'm going to make Josh go first, then Rashawn and Mella. All right. Question number one. If you decide to swim... What is the appropriate time to swim? 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., or 8 p.m. to 12 a.m.? Now, are we talking about in general, or am I specifically swimming to avoid sharks? Here he go. Listen, can you just once, just one time, let me lead a game and not do this shit? Just I'm trying to win. Once. I don't fucking understand what I'm doing wrong. You better answer the question. I don't. Anyway. Fine. C. Rashawn? D. Mella? A, 10 to 7. Oh my goodness, you all gave different Rashawn, answers. Just... That's so exciting. Okay. What, Josh? Are you swimming at 3 in the morning? He's avoiding the I shark. So we are answering to avoid the shark. If you don't answer for yourself. (laughs) All right. Question number two. What is your first reaction when you first encounter a shark? Panic? Keep calm and slowly make way to the shore? Or scream shark? Be honest, y'all. B. Cool as a cucumber. I'm a panic. I'm a panic. I'm a fucking panic. Let's be real. I'm gonna. Can, I, I am because my answer is B, but I'm gonna do the. It's the thing where you get so scared, you like, like you everything gets quiet. Yeah, that's. I that's why I was like, oh, maybe B, but I feel like, I don't know. I would just panic because I know I'm not fast. Yeah, no, I would freak the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. After alerting other people of the shark, what do you do? Keep calm, but keep absolute eye contact in case of attack. Scream some more, or play dead. 
Okay, so here's an interesting thing. Here we go. The, what is it? The eye contact seems specific. Now, does the, is that does that set off a shark, or is that is that something that maybe will make him go away? His black eyes, lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. Can See, you... I'm. I was on my period this day, so I'm <laughs> and I'm scared. Because he's coming for my ass. That's another interesting thing, because Scream is already on there. You know what? Hey, I'm staying calm, and I'm looking dead in his motherfucker's eyes. Shani? I'm going to scream some more. Mella? Hey, with the eye contact. Ooh. She's not gonna staring play dead? down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too panicked to play dead. I might flinch. <laughs> Question four. What do you do if the shark does not go away? Slowly move your way to shore, keeping eye contact with the shark. Swim as fast as you can. Play dead or panic. (laughs) (laughs) So we go. I think swim again. I think I'm staying calm, but I'm going back to shore. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not busting around. Okay, Rashawn. Panic some more. Same, same. Mella. I'm going to try to swim as fast as I can. <laughs> what do you do if the shark bites your arm? This is the one. Die. Next question. <laughs> I know it. Bro, I know it. Say nothing. it. Say it. Give me the option. Give me the option. Give me the option. Poke its eye. Punch its nose. Grab its gills. Or try to wrap your arms around its mouth. Now... I my I've heard punch it in the nose a thousand times, but the grab its gills is interesting. Mm. Them little flapper johns mm-hmm. on the side be easy targets. But underwater too, you're not getting a lot of velocity on that punch. <laughs> Joshua, punch it in the nose. Punch it in the nose. Punch it in the nose. B. Rashine. D. B. Mella. Um, in an alternate reality, I'm punching it in its nose. I suppose. <laughs> My ass would dying. just like wrap myself around it. Like I just panic and like, please, please stop. Hug its nose. Collapse. Please stop. Has beat is punching the nose. Is that like a wife's tail? Now you're actually supposed to poke it in the eye. I don't poke it in the eye. Sounds good. That's that's a mushy target. That's... You gave your answer. I know, but I'm thinking. But like my finger compared to that big ass eye. That's great. Easy big target. Just you know what I mean. Just... Because you, you're yeah. not getting a lot of velocity in that punch. Ah, shit. I'm going to die. Okay. Question six. When the shark lets go of your arm, what do you do? You rush to shore, slowly move your way to a crowded area, or sit there and scream? This is when you when you bust a move. I'm rushing to shore on this one. Okay. Sean? Uh, sit there and scream for 300, Alex. <laughs> What was B again? Slowly move your way to a crowded area. Girl, I'm sitting and screaming. I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Question seven. What happens if the shark has been dragged ashore and your arm is severed? (sighs) Have someone create a wrap around your arm to make pressure to stop the bleeding. Or have someone call the hospital. Wait. Can we get both? (laughs) Nope, I mean, gotta pick pressure. one. Pressure B. Pressure B? Because pressure was A. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the 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 added detail of the shark coming to shore really threw me. I don't know. Why is that? Whatever. Uh, a, pressure on the arm. Wrap it and, wrap it and hold it. Rashad? Um, could you call someone? I, I'm bleeding out. I'm going <laughs> <B. laughs> I'm going to go with A. I need pressure now. Eight. What? Oh, this is if you were a witness to the shark attack. Okay. What do you do with the shark after a person dragged it to shore and the victim is rushed to the hospital? Punch it in its nose. (laughs) You're on my turf now, bitch. (laughs) Mella, you're not too far off. (laughs) Welcome to Earth. Ask one of the lifeguards for a gun to kill the shark and then retrieve the person's arm. 
That's psychotic. Sorry. <laughs> well, question number or option number two is shoot the shark. So wait. Well, be I'm gonna shooting it. I'm not. I'm not bobbing for apples. So I'm gonna shooting it. I'm B. I'm not. I'm not. Mr. Lifeguard, excuse me. Can you come out? Do you have a gun in there? Excuse me. Why does the lifeguard have a gun? He's like 16. This is his summer job. I got my suntan lotion. I got my whistle. I got my floaty and I got my Glock. Let's get it. I just picture Sam when I think of lifeguard. Sam with a gun. Anyway, B, shoot it. Roshan. I guess. That's my only option. I want to like eliminate the lifeguard thing and just be like, would you retrieve the arm or would you shoot the shark? I would retrieve the arm. I don't want to shoot the shark. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, that was an option? Wait, come back to me then. I don't want to shoot the shark either. I just want to grab the arm. Am I grabbing it out of its mouth? I don't know, Josh. Just answer. I don't... Both options in the original question had you shooting the fucking shark. No, it said just ask for a gun and then retrieve the (laughs) (laughs) Option B, just imply that you brought your own gun to the beach. Was this written by an Australian who thinks they know what America is? Because they're not far off, but I also don't own a gun. I'm making you keep your answer. Mella. What? Because you just keep talking! (laughs) I usually carry my gun in my beach bag so i will be shooting the shark (laughs) question number nine how do you react when you see a person who has had their arm ripped off by a shark (laughs) 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 call the hospital or help the person again i feel like there needs to be a c all the above in this quiz but (laughs) this man don't like to choose I will help them. All I'm saying is, I got a, I got a mouth and I got arms. My answer is B. Help them. I'm wrapping them up, but with my well, that's that's more than that victim has. But with, <laughs> but with, with my mouth, I'm going, hey, call an ambulance to. Um, I'm assuming this is a popular beach. Yeah, this is Santa Monica. Yeah. Ew. So. Oh, don't say uh, that. <laughs> Rashawn. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call help for help as well. Mella? I will call help. No, I'm helping him first. I'm wrapping him up. I want that to No, be you choose. <laughs> no, I said. I said my choices wrap them up, but in the real world I'm doing both. No, you're not. You Mella, said. it's I your said turn. That. What would you do? I Mella? said No, I said play it back. <laughs> I said I would wrap them up. Call the nine one one. The one and only. <laughs> the one and only 911. Call the 911. I want it to be very clear my answer is wrap them up. No. We heard you cares. the 82 times you said it. We heard Rashawn you. Rashawn did not. <laughs> that sign won't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> this is the last question. My God. My God. Last question. Number 10. What do you do with the dead shark? Really? Oh, my God. Put it back in the ocean. Cut it open and retrieve the jaw. Whose jaw? Wait for people the, to come take it. Do you mean the arm? <laughs> oh, like, uh, like you're no, pulling the a quint? Jaw, okay, like sorry. a quint did. And the last option, kick it around. Kick it around? <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. Sociopath. There's a couple quick ones to the gut. See, Jesus, God, that is a scarring one. Rashawn? I'm going to put it back in the ocean. Oh my God, you're a freaking crazy person. Circle of life. It's what dead. What the fuck? He's dead. What? Okay, let me find a trash can. Y'all are nuts. <laughs> do you go? Do you go in the ocean now and find everything that died and throw it away? Y'all are crazy. You're gonna you're gonna go back it you're gonna go back in the ocean. Hell no. The most realistic part of this movie for once is that there were no black people in it. Cause hell no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying though. To get it back in the ocean, you're gonna have to roll it in. The tide's not gonna 
immediately take it. No, just put g- gentle nudge back. Gentle back. nudge. This fly fly beat is like a thousand so times. Like fi- that's a little. That's a little. <laughs> You're kicking it around, you <laughs> creep. She hasn't answered. My answer is I'm gonna wait for somebody Aww. from SeaWorld to come get this guy. Well, hold up, hold on. Okay, <laughs> you call SeaWorld. They come sure. here and they push it into the ocean. Hello, one eight hundred SeaWorld. Come get this for y'all's tanks. It's dead. Well, it's decoration. I mean, let's be real. Shamu is dead inside, so they can. Oh take my this god! Fucking... All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Next week we'll be bringing blackfish onto the pod. Oh my god. I have some bad news for all of you. We're all dead. Oh, no fucking way. Mel and Rashawn might make it out of a shark attack alive with about a fifty percent chance survival rate. I'll take that. They might lose a limb. Or two or three, but they they might make it back to shore. It's better odds than I have in America right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. Oh my god, the spiciest take. Come on. Turns out you're safer in the water than on land. I'll I'll take the sharks over the cops. <laughs> Rashad, I'm really sorry. It's not safe for you there either. You have a 20% chance survival rate. Uh, Wait, you said Mela and Rashad. I did? Yes. Oh, I meant Mela and Josh. This is taking a turn. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's just keep it. Josh got wait, wait, 20. Rashad got 50. Though. <laughs> but, no, you said as you said. I'm dying. I'm 22%. confused though because when it came to actually interacting with the shark mel and i differed a lot okay well you gave a lot of the same answers well then how did we get the same score because we gave did. a lot of the same answers once we got to shore but when it came to the actual shark attack mel is screaming and bleeding all over the place i'm sorry my game sucks i'm sorry josh just wants to be different but guess what you're not i want to be the winner there's a difference i want to be the winner Nobody's winning here. We have left the ocean with missing limbs. We are coming back to shore a fucking nugget, dude. <laughs> nugget. <laughs> 23%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm never buying a pair of swimming trunks again. <laughs> You're going birthday suit? Bucky naked. <laughs> Bucky naked. See, that's why I keep my gun in my beach bag. Are you swimming with it? Am I swimming with my gun? Yeah. Yeah, I have um a waterproof holster, so it'll be all right. Do you have a waterproof gun? No. This has well, gone what completely like. What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> what is? happening oh my god so do they have specific answers i'm stopping no that's enough no i'm i genuinely want to know about what no that's enough do they have specific answers will you let me ask my question no what i want to know about the punching in the gills and the eyes one no it doesn't have the answers i'm sorry i'm gonna stay on the line listeners i'm gonna google There's no correct answers. What do you mean? Stay on the line. If you could call in now, you can get some answers. <laughs> like, <laughs> According to the Charlotte Observer, you could do any. Huh. I feel like you could. but If a shark bites you, we recommend you should hit the shark in the eye, in the nose, or stick your hand in its gills. Lacey's going to murder you. You're not going to have to worry about a shark. I, I'm sorry, maybe the listeners want to know how to survive a shark attack in our Jaws episode. Did you ever think about that? Well, there you go, listeners. Eyes, gills, nose. Don't do what I would do and give it a hug. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that one only had one wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Offer to suck its dick. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't eat me, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Wrapping things up. My <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, I think we can all agree. St- 
Steven Spielberg made one of the best movies maybe of all time. Yeah. This movie is a classic thriller. Maybe a family movie for some and not for others. For, for no one, at least. <laughs> it's, for, it's my family, Rashawn. And the parents in this movie are too damn old. <laughs> they are fine. <laughs> they are rickety, dude. 50 plus matters. Do you remember when the mayor was like, get in the water? They were like 70. Everyone, yeah, they eat off of the senior menu at IHOP for sure. He straight up was like, get your ass in the water. <laughs> <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Connecting one actor from this week's episode to an actor from next week's episode. So, who can find the fastest connection between Richard Dreyfus and one of the stars from next week's film, Michelle Williams? One Richard Dreyfus. It's a good one with a modern actor that might get to Michelle Williams. I got it. Jesus Christ. No way. <laughs> what? Hold on, what is it? IMDb and make sure you're not fucking around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus was in Always with John Goodman, who was in <gasps> Fallen with Denzel Washington who was in American Gangster with Russell Crowe, who's in The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling, Yeah, who's in Blue Valentine with Michelle Williams. That was like a full six, right? Well done. Wait a second. Wasn't John Goodman... In the Flintstones? No, No, that was Russell (laughs) Crowe. No, 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 no. He he was in the Flintstones, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Flintstones! No! <laughs> That's what Josh said. I was Joshua! Oh. Alright, well. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, and rated us on Apple Podcasts. Those rates and reviews really help us, so please take some time to do that. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or if you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. What do you guys think Halle Berry was hotter in? Catwoman or Flintstones? Flintstones. Hands down. Flintstones. Flintstones.